Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment of GEMS Podcast. With me in the hot seat is a special guest by the name of Miss Francois, and she is going to bring the heat because she is Trinidadian, y'all. And if you know anything about a Trinidadian, they hot and spicy. So let me tell you a little bit about Miss Francois before we dive into our segment. Miss Francois is a dynamic entertainer, speaker, producer, writer, author, and game-changing trendsetter that aims to inspire. She migrated from Trinidad and Tobago in her late teens to establish a new legacy for her life. She's the host of the Miss Francois Show, a talk show that encompasses candid conversations with a variety of entertainment and uses humor to help others with their dysfunctional relationships. The show was created out of the frustration and heartache over her failed romantic relationships. Many tune in to be engaged, empower, and entertain as it provides a well-needed distraction from the array of emotions that are experienced in different stages of relationship. Her talk show can be seen in New York, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C., as well as Canada and 22 Caribbean countries. So without further ado, let's welcome the heat, the fire behind it all, (laughs) Miss Francois. Hi, Genesis. How are you? (laughs) I am doing well. I thought you was never going to stop because I always tell people I I don't like to be humble. I like people to talk about me. Well, thank you so much for just coming on here and just engaging in what we're going to have is a coffee style chat conversation. And it's going to be as if we met in a coffee shop and we're just going to enjoy it. And the cool thing is that you're Caribbean, you're from the Caribbean. My mother is Caribbean, so I'm first generation American. And so I would love to hear all the hot spice. And you know what? I want to give big ups to Trinidad and Tobago because no one can do roti like a Trinidadian. (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, at least you're using Trinidadians for something. Thank you. (laughs) So before we dive into our segment is... How do you really maintain your balance whenever you are in the social media limelight without losing yourself? But before we dive in, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to get to know you in a fun and personal way. And I like to do that by either doing a icebreaker with you or a rapid fire 10 question. So what are you in the mood for? Rapid fire. Because so hot, remember, is a trini, so hot. <laughs> we're doing rapid fire with Genesis and Miss Francois. Question number one: What is your favorite Caribbean dish? Doubles. Doubles. Okay. <laughs> Question two: I'm gonna. I want to see if you know this term. Can you scowl? Oh God, no, girl. What the hell is that? <laughs> so, 
when my aunt first met my husband, he's American, and she's like, you can scowl? And he's like, what is that? And so that means, can you cook? <laughs> okay, you you could keep that one. I know about that. <laughs> so do you like to cook? No, but I tell people I can cook. I can cook, but I don't like cooking. I'm allergic to my kitchen. <laughs> oh, gosh. Question three, dream car, dream home, or both? Dream car or dream home would be my dream car. Oh, what's your dream car? I love Audis, but A8. <laughs> That's my dream car. I mean, I, I don't want to live it. Anyway, I want to live everywhere. So I have like one home. That's for regular people. <laughs> Question four. What makes Miss Francois Miss Francois? What's that wild card thing? Well, the MSS stands for multi talented and super sexy. So, yes. <laughs> One of a kind. Question five If you could trade places with anyone, who would it be? Oprah. Oh, okay. Question six If you could be a fly on the wall and eavesdrop, on any conversation, past or present, what conversation are you listening into? I just want to hear um, Michelle Obama, Michelle, Michelle and Obama having a conversation, like what they really actually say when they're alone. That must be some juicy stuff. <laughs> oh gosh. So, uh, seven, what is your favorite Trini slang? Oh God. <laughs> oh gosh, girl. Oh my gosh. I had no idea idea that was a Trini thing. I thought it was just my Auntie Gloria thing because because she would she always says that or she'll be like, oh Father God. And I'm like, Auntie Gloria, it's okay if you condense the prayer. And Jesus knows our heart. Let's eat. <laughs> oh God. But, but one thing with Trina is I like, I feel like a lot of times when we talk, we we don't break up our words, we make everything one sentence. Oh God, again, I can't believe you're doing that. And I'm like, we need to pause, people, pause. Yes, and for those of you listening, she just said, oh God, girl, I can't believe you're doing that. Because <laughs> I know it's really <laughs> fast. <laughs> Question eight. You just want an all expense paid getaway. Anywhere you want to go, money is no option. However, okay, okay, <laughs> dang, good. I love, I love when these rapid fire questions come fast. Nine, have you ever thought about boxing down somebody? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I just come from work. Don't edit, okay? Like, next thing they come looking for me. <laughs> all the time. Sometimes people say good morning. I just want to box them down one time. Oh, gosh. And question <laughs> 10. It's our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our rules are reversed for this question and you get to ask me something. If you play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I play. I don't want to know nothing about you. <laughs> she come on me show and she real rude it. No, just question 10. Whenever you decided to say MSS, what were the thoughts behind MSS for you to have the Miss Francois? 
Well, the funny thing is I was trying to do Instagram and I was all new to social media and MS was taken, MRS was taken, MISS was taken. So I just put an other S and I was like, oh my God, someone going to ask me, everyone asked me, oh, you misspelled it. And honestly, I just came up on, on it on a whim. I mean, I'm always sexy, so that's typical. But someone tried to tell me, oh, I sh- it should be something fancy, like, mon- you know, like some overly educated master's PhD. For I'm like, no, multi-talented and super sexy. That just describes me. So, and it makes me, after I say it, I feel extra sexy and extra confident. <laughs> multi-talented and super sexy, Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you for playing Rapid Fire with Genesis. So let's dive into the work that you're doing. So you're in the limelight. People could say, oh, Miss Francois has it going on. So what helps keep you grounded without losing yourself at the appeasement of others? So who said I was grounded? <laughs> oh, you assumed. <laughs> I shouldn't assume. So you're not grounded? Girl. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm not even sure which part I am. You know, a lot of times I think with me is time management for certain things and staying focused and remembering what your goals are and the people that are closest to you keep you on a certain level. You know, sometimes your head gets too big when certain things go a certain way. Like I had a TEDx talk and after the TEDx, I was like, ain't nobody could talk to me. I, I'm amazing. You know how hard it is to get one of those. But I think the people around me help keep me grounded. But I think it also has to do with how I was brought up as in Trinidad. We say brought up, see? <laughs> so, you know, thanks to my parents for helping me keep grounded. I wasn't spoiled or anything like that. I get a cut tail ever so often. So I'm very grounded. Kind of hard <laughs> not to be. Oh man, let me let me translate a little bit. So oh, a, God. A, a, a cut tail, y'all. That means um, the Americans would say a good whoop ass, or um, your backside get bruised, or something like that. Because what you don't know, growing up in a Caribbean household, whenever your parents say something, it's golden. There's no talking back. There's no asking them questions because whatever they have in their hand, you may just get a cut tail with that. And not in an abusive way. So don't go out and say, oh my gosh, she was abused. Because- Oh my God, Genesis, get it okay, need therapy. <laughs> so it's just a different a different culture, a different environment. She's, she's alive, she's well, and she's, she's learned. So Miss um, Francois, based on the work that you're doing today, do you feel like your family will approve or disapprove? Because sometimes whenever we choose to do something, once we are an adult, we are full grown and a whole hashtag adult, your parents still want to interject whenever you are adult, even if you're married. <laughs> I see Genesis have some serious issues that she's trying to bring up on her show. But I must say my mom and dad, they are amazing. It doesn't matter. My parents are so supportive. I could decide I just want to shovel poop on the side of the street. And they'll be like, what kind of shovel you need me to buy? I'll get the bag. I'll come help. They have always been supportive because since growing up, some of the classes I wanted to do when everyone was doing business and accounting, I wanted to do art and craft and sewing. And my parents was like, oh, I'll get you the sewing machine. I'll help you sew. I have very supportive parents. So honestly, if I want to get naked and take off my clothes, my parents might say, well, don't put on that. You know, you should wear this instead. 
See, it's very important because I, the reason why I ask that question is because sometimes whenever people uh, see someone from the Caribbean, they think all the Caribbean cultures are alike when each one of them has its own level of spiciness. And I feel like you have to know how to um, deal with your family, but you also have to know how to set boundaries because sometimes people can overstep their boundaries. And even though your parents say one thing, if you go out on the road and you walk and you see Miss So-and-so and you don't speak to Miss So-and-so, Miss So-and-so can give you a cut tail or they can tell your parents. <laughs> so then not just getting one cut tail, you'll get two. You'll get one from Miss So-and-so and Genesis, you'll get one. Genesis had a hard life. <laughs> so I had an easy life compared to my brothers because I said I'm straight out of the American game. <laughs> All made in the U.S. Good. And You're my, like, I know the laws. You can't touch me. <laughs> my brothers now who were born in the Caribbean, they said, oh my gosh, you had it. You had it golden. Like you got away with murder. I said, no, no, no. I didn't bury nobodies, but <laughs> I, just, I just knew policies. <laughs> so Miss Francois, um, now that you are in the U.S. and you came here whenever you were in, in your teens, was it hard adapting to life in the U.S.? Oh, hell yeah. It was a very traumatic experience. I always say, you know, sometimes I say if you wanted to change something, sometimes a lot of, for many, many years, that that's what I wanted to change. Because people, when they send you up here, when you come from a small country like that, people have an idea of what it is. Oh, is America, is New York, everybody, everything free, you have money everywhere. And then also when you come in here and stay with family, it's, it's not the same. People are always kind to you when they know you're leaving in two weeks or two months but when you come in there it's sometimes a lot of different things goes on it was a very hard transition for me so what was the hardest part of the transition for you them family evil girl <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no because you know first of all I would say my mindset I was 17 but my mindset was like a 10 year old and I came from you know a culture where all adults are auntie and uncle and you believe what uh, older people or you know to tell you is the truth and they will guide you in America that's not the same case a lot of times some sometimes people use you tell you the wrong thing it, it, they were not very supportive and I, I being I had like a um, mindset of a 10 year old I wasn't sure and I didn't have higher self-esteem so I, I a lot of things that went on was unacceptable when I look back you know and a lot of times you could sleep with a man here for money and stuff like I was not accustomed to I'm a virgin I don't know anything all I know is about school and God so coming in America and people are so much more free here it's definitely a shock to the system you know, and I had the situation where you, if you put the light on, you, you're running up the bill, you're not doing this. And in, Trin in Trinidad, no one really has jobs when you're like a teenager. Your parents make sure you have clothes and shoes for a good, you know, way into your adulthood to a certain point to so come in here and you have to get a job. I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't get that. So it was really hard and no one really sits you down and explain these things. Or I think my family at the time that I stayed with them was just money hungry. So it's how Miss Francois could get them money. That's all it was concerned about. Oh wow. And I could I could <laughs> I could kind of 
resonate with that because I have a cousin who came to the States to go to um, university and he said, oh, things are so different here. I said, did you think that we had silver spoons and golden spoons? And we're like, where the money resides, where the money resides. No, you have to go out and work hard. I said, a man who does not work does not eat. (laughs) Yeah, because I tell people it's, it's when you work here, the money you can, like in Trinidad, I had a shoe for school, a shoe for church, and a shoe for going out shoe. Everything is, right? But here, when you do work, you you could get so many different things. God knows I have about 50 pairs of shoes now, but it's still, it's just adjusting here is, you come in from a country where it's bush, lush greenery for the Americans, lush greenery, but you come in from bush, you have no house and the goat over there, the sheep, the cow. And then you come here. I remember one time I saw, uh, like I was looking for a stone and I'm like, why they don't have any stones here? Suppose a dog rushed me. <laughs> but <laughs> again, adjusting is, it was very different. So once you got adjusted and you found your place and things were plush here, did you feel like it was your obligation to send money back home to help the family members there? Get out no damn money. <laughs> In the beginning, I used to sell barrels and stuff like that because I was struggling, like struggling here. Again, the family, I end up being put out on the streets and stuff like that. So I had a, a very hard transition. I was just trying to make it sound sugar-coated. Okay, so I was one of those. My life could have gone a whole different way from where it did go. But when I did get uh, situated, uh, of course, plus you want to, you feel good to sending money home because you feel like you have accomplished something. So in the beginning was barrels and stuff like that. But I said, as soon as everybody's grown enough to have a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband and wife, you don't need my barrel anymore. You could buy your stuff yourself. You're an adult. And then um, y'all, so whenever you send barrels, it's like those big brown things, or sometimes they're blue and you pack stuff in it. So like it could be snacks, it could be toiletries or whatnot. And you could either send it on plane, which is more expensive, or you could put it on boat. Um, For those who send it on plane, I think it's a Mary Jet. Well, here in Texas, we use a Mary Jet. But sometimes, you know, sometimes people could be ungrateful. They want name brand things. They don't know how hard you have to work for name brand. Well, thank God, Gail, I came here in the 90s. They didn't know any better. When I go in that 99 cent store, they're like, wow. (laughs) Now with TV and everybody have Netflix and all these things, everything, I feel like the world is so much smaller now. So now they know. Back then in the 90s, they don't know nothing. Oh, yes. Things are so different now when you go home to the Caribbean. They have the name brands. Yeah, they're more they-, Amer- they have more stuff and more American than I am, okay? Yes. So they're good. Oh, man. And then you see all the um, cars that they import. And my cousin calls them the big poppy cars. So if you have like a, a Audi, a Hummer, a BMW, they be like, eh, girl, that's a big poppy over there. And I'm like, what? If you don't get robbed. <laughs> So it's funny. So do you think all of the stuff that you had to endure from whenever you left Trinidad to come to the States and then just some of the trials and tribulations that you had here led you um, to be more passionate about the work that you're doing today in entertainment? Oh, definitely. I mean, I have to go through so many things and even my show having to do with relationships and all the ups and downs and all these things do stem from childhood, you know, self-esteem, not loving yourself, so forth and so on and ending up in certain relationships. It, it definitely frames you to who you are as of right now. God knows that hopefully I continue to go to get better because I'm tired. 
Oh God. oh God! You know, I realize I'm talking more with my accent now because of you. All <laughs> oh, I don't even use it this much, okay, ma'am? Thank you for bringing it out. And you, you, you with your little fancy accent. Well, you know, let me tell you how to. Oh, my God, we don't like people like you. You know, sometimes we see some of you people. You sound like the ones in tongue. Really? Okay. Well, <laughs> well, let me be more more Americanized and hip because it's like whenever I talk, the black folks or the melanated or color say, "Oh, I you you sound like an Oreo." Or then some people on the other side of the tracks be like, "Oh, you're black." I, was, oh, I had no idea. I didn't know. Because <laughs> you have that nice, sweet voice, but then you have a little twang in it, and obviously that's because you know your family and everything mixed up. You know, and then you're all, you're proper, you're like Harvard graduate, but girl, let me tell you, but, and then you, you switch in between and then you still have a slight sing song in it. It's, that's a lot, girl. <laughs> I just pure Trini. <laughs> so with the, with your show and the huge success that you have, 22 Caribbean co uh, countries, Canada and certain parts of the U.S., how does it feel to have that much exposure? It's uh, sometimes I still don't believe it because again, when you know where someone has started, certain things is amazing. Especially when someone like they Facebook you or Instagram or someone from Barbados or something. And so, oh, I saw your show. So that, that makes you feel like all the work was not in vain. So I am still growing and I'm just proud of how far I've come from knowing next to nothing in television. Mm. As my rapper friend, Drake, which we're not friends, <laughs> but he says, started from the bottom, now I'm here. <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> you have friends in high places. <laughs> hey, I wish I could meet, meet Drake. And I tell people, I was a fan before he became Drake. When he was Jimmy Brooks and he so. got shot and he was in a wheelchair on Degrassi. So I was like, get at me, okay? <laughs> I knew, I knew Drake went. <laughs> I like how you had the whole story. <laughs> and so another um, celebrity icon from the Caribbean that everyone knows is they call her Bad Girl Riri. And Riri so just- you, so, you can, so you can pick a Trinidadian at Nicki Minaj, you break with the Bayesian, but it's all right, go ahead. Well, we can talk about, we can talk about Nicki. I'm Nicki Minaj. <laughs> But no, you just scared me. <laughs> or even Cardi B. Cardi B um, mentions that she had Trinidadian roots. She was she just did David Letterman's show on Netflix. I'm not sure if you she if you saw that she talked about her Trinidadian roots, and I had no idea that she had Trini roots. But um, since Rihanna just had a baby with ASAP Rocky, people were talking about how she was half naked, like throughout her pregnancy. They're like, oh gosh, girl, the baby gonna get a head cold. She ain't got no clothes on. It's got the belly all hanging out. And then, or they'll say, oh man, she sure knows how to pick it, how to pick them, those bad boys. She she had a bad relationship with Chris, with Chris Brown. Now ASAP Rocky, he got locked up. Oh my gosh, what is Rihanna thinking? And I feel like sometimes when you see um, people that are from the Caribbean and in high places and on the media, they forget about all the good that they do whenever that negative story comes out. 
like they forget how she gave money back to Barbados or that she has Fenty, Fenty, her makeup line, or she has other good things that she's doing. And she's not just uh, an entertainer. She has other things that she does to give back. Do you feel like you see that in your profession just from the outside looking in where, where you kind of- I would say, but think about that in just regular people. People always focus on the one or one thing that they consider to be negative. And you could have done 10 years of helping the homeless. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe she ate that. And she ate it with her back turned to the left. Like what? You know, and I, again, at the end of the day, you don't even know Asa Rocky. You don't even know anything at the store. You don't know Rihanna. And she seemed to have a very strong Caribbean background because let's be real, she came up here when she was like 15 or 16. So she was already grown. So she, you know, and her mom was a real Bajan mom. And as for the naked stuff, let's be real. Once you have money, you could, she could have wear socks, a hat and she had, it doesn't really matter. She could have walked the road naked. But if I didn't do it, I, they would have taken me to the madhouse. So money matters, celebrity matters, and we can't put ourselves in those kind of same situations. So Miss Francois, I challenge you to just on one of your shows, just like like Riri on one of the shows and just see if they see you differently. Well, in my regular job, I might not have a nut job. So just make sure you make room. So I'll be moving in with you because I wouldn't have no job to pay rent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And based on all the, the funniness, the laughter and et cetera, is there any question you wish that I would have asked you or something you want to say to add value to the conversation? We dove a little bit into your personal life and we also talked about things that makes Miss Francois multi-talented, sexy, and hold on, I'm losing the other end. Multi-talented and super sexy. Okay. Okay. She, she almost hit me with that Cardi B, y'all. Oh, <laughs> so is there anything else that you want to add? To this? I, this is what I've realized recently, because one of the big things with the stuff that I do, I have written a book called Let That Beep Beep Man Go, which is like curse words or whatever. And I'm very good at getting over breakups. And presently I'm in a relationship for years. I haven't been in a relationship. This relationship is pretty much new. Ooh. And my God. Even though I'm glad to be in a relationship, I realize how exhausting it can be, how things, you know, sometimes you say you want something and then when you get it, you're like, is this what I want? Because one minute when you're single, you're living your life. No one has to, you don't have to answer to nobody. You go anywhere. You don't have to do nothing. But when you're in a relationship, you have to call a person. I, I think it's being single for so long and then being in a relationship. It have its happy moments, but sometimes I'm like, Lord God, I, I think I like being single. Oh, if you're watching this, I'm sorry. I still love you. <laughs> so, Miss Francois, let me let me get some tea here because this is juicy. Congratulations on this new pot that is brewing. So, is this person American, Caribbean, or on the other side of the track? So the American's gonna get mad. He is American, but he's not the typical American. Because when I say typical, 
I mean, it has a, most, a lot of Americans that don't have passports and that bothers me with a lot of Americans that I have known that I have experienced. So let me set that straight. So he is not the typical American. He has been to Thailand, Philippines, all over the world. So when someone to me travel, they have a different viewpoint of how they view the world. They, they, they're more open to things, more understanding. They, you know, can express themselves more. That is my experience. So yes, he's American, but not typical. Thank you. Mm. boy that oh you almost hit a nerve because I hate when people say typical American because I'm like what is a typical American yeah, that's what it is like, they, like if you meet a New Yorker this way New York is the whole world no it's not okay <laughs> they, you need a passport Florida is not another country it's a state <laughs> okay <laughs> okay oh see Miss Francois she, she wants somebody that can travel so luckily this honeybee has a passport so they could travel with her because if not he will probably be on the roadside somewhere <laughs> so miss francois how can the audience connect with you via your website and where do you primarily hang out on social media so basically it's just like my name if you look on www.missfrancois.com i always tell people it's so much easier to find me i'm on pretty much every social media that matters from the tiktok tiktok to the facebook to the instagram and you can it's easy to find me but once you go to that website everything is there i know i'm amazing yeah she has everything there she has some bad girl riri photos on there <laughs> She has some that are like, ooh, hot and spicy, <laughs> like hot pepper soup. And then she has some that are very professional. So I will definitely have all of Miss Francois' contact information in the show notes so you can connect with this firecracker, y'all. I thought I was a firecracker, but but she she kind of won up me, y'all, on my show. But that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm going to humble myself. So make sure you like comment and subscribe we're on 40 plus platforms you could also see the video to this by going to our youtube channel which is at gems with genesis amaris kemp and lastly but not least i want to thank each one of you for continuing to support the guests that i bring on myself and the movement and mission behind the podcast which is to bring content that is educational inspirational, motivational, while we weave in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Because believe it or not, it takes all of us coming together to make this world a better place. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. And if you want to be a sponsor, go to genesisamarscamp.net to find out more info. Ciao! Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.